Welcome back to the Hour Time Show, the show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. I'm Victor Marks. I am Nicholas Dalia. Nicholas, what are you wearing on your wrist? And I ask you, not because I'm actually interested. I'm not. I ask you because one of our listeners wanted to make sure that we did this segment. Yes. Uh, well, I appreciate I appreciate uh, your candor. Uh, <laughs> I am wearing, you know, we brought, we brought up this brand a few weeks ago, uh, Islander. Uh, oh, boy. Friend to, 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 to you and to you and me. I have a few of their watches today. I'm wearing their bog standard Islander. Uh, you know what? I, I'm prepared. I don't have the model number, but it's basically their SKX 007 uh, variant or whatever you want to call it. It is on, interestingly, perhaps for some folks, it is on an Uncle Seiko waffle strap. Uh, which uh, I got uh, a while ago, uh, and yeah, this is this is kind of my knock around the house diver with you know, and I, and I do love the black and white. I I, I don't know anything about football, but I, I always love the Oakland Raiders color scheme, that black and gray and white. Very cool to me. Uh, so this kind of but they're not even in Oakland that. anymore, are they not? They're Am in Las not? Vegas. Oh, I had, oh, oh, that's right. You know what? You're 100 right. This is how, how much I don't. I don't even know the rules to football, folks. Uh, <laughs> but I heard of the Raiders, uh, and I do. They still have the same colors, or are they yes, using like they orange do. now? It's it's no, it's the same. It's right. they're, they're well, still the Raiders. Like they just moved I like cities. That color. <laughs> Fair enough. Whatever. I like that color, and this kind of gives me that ghostly black and white, and and I don't know. I'm into it. Yeah, so it's it's the sort of the black dial and the white chapter ring kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll, I like that. Put one. a link I, in the yeah. I like that. Show. He's got a bunch too. He just announced uh, a bunch, uh, some some field watch. He's got a lot. He's, the Seiko again, Five uh, models that that replaced the SKX did that kind of look, and so I wonder if he's just following along with that kind of thing. I have no. You know, it wouldn't be a bad well to get him on. I would love to talk to the guy. He seems kind of cool. Uh, yeah. he seems very cool, actually. He's got a great YouTube channel. Uh, but he keeps, yeah, he keeps pumping out models and they're, I feel like they're fairly priced probably for the folks listening to this who are not exactly buying, you know, every limited edition Omega that comes out or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, that 200, $300 price range is, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of value there. Oh, that's what he just came out with a, a quartz version the other day that I kind of liked. Uh, mm. I don't, I don't have it, uh, but, uh, there's a couple in there that I think are quite fetching if I may, yes, uh, so what are you wearing, Victor? All right. So let me tell you what I did this week and why I'm depressed. Okay. Jeez. All right. Well, it's not that bad, but it's 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 frustrating. So I, I have this um, Rolex one one four two seven zero. It is the the thirty one thirty five movement style Explorer thirty six millimeter. Now, yeah, first of all, I don't even really like wearing a thirty six millimeter watch. So I'm already an idiot. Secondly. This watch has, it's, 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 it's a fun little watch in that it's, you know, it's a good wear. It's, I, uh, I, I never had the original bracelet for it. So I got an aftermarket bracelet. The bracelet fits fine now, but I went through like four or five different bracelets trying to find one that would fit a 36 millimeter nice. And uh, like a, a month or two ago, it, it started making a clunk sound whenever I would like clunk. slowly rotate it over to auto wind. It would yeah. just go clunk. And so huh. I took the back off and the axle for the rotor is completely worn out. Hmm. And I caught it before it made any great big metal shavings all over anything. Well, that's good. So it's it's not really in need of a whole new service. It was just need in, uh, of having a new axle. And I thought about buying the axle and buying the punch and buying the tools and and you know, rebuilding the winding bridge with the new with a new axle. And it, I, it was a lot of money just to get all of the different bits together just to right. do this one thing that I've never done before. And 
I hope to never do again. Huh. So that felt stupid. So I, I instead dropped 300 bucks on a fresh winding bridge and rotor assembly. And it's a genuine assembly, whatever. And yeah. I went ahead and I took it off and I put the new one on. And the new one does not clunk to its credit. But now when it winds, it does wind correctly. It goes ahead and winds up and 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 the balance wheel runs and everything's fine. And it's all hunky-dory, except that something weird has happened where as I walk around and I feel it winding on my wrist, it vibrates like a cell phone. Ugh. That's annoying. And it makes That's no annoying sense. annoying in a different way. Because, yeah. because the barrel where the mainspring is, where all the energy is stored. Yeah is the only thing that could vibrate with that kind of, of craziness. Yeah. And, and of course it should never do that even if there was no rotor on it. And so I, I was going to give up. I was like, do yeah. I take the rotor off of this thing and just have it as a manual wind watch and wear it like whatever? I might, that's, I might've. Yeah. That's one option. The other is, is I don't know what I'm doing. So I left it on and I've just been wearing it around and feeling it vibrate. And I'm like, you know what? This is okay. I will just wear this watch as it is. And when it comes time to get it serviced for real, then we'll just do the whole thing and deal with it then. That reminds me, when I was in high school, I had a Volkswagen Golf uh, and it had uh, daytime running lights, uh, except only one of the daytime running lights in the front worked. So, so my that's solution, like a 1998, 99 style. Uh, I think it was 99. Yeah, exactly. Hey, exactly. <laughs> and this was uh, 2004 ish, three ish, there, thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, and so, how did I fix this problem? Well, only one of my lights are working. Uh, so I disabled the other light. I, I, I found a tutorial <laughs> on some message board. I had to open some compartment and put a piece of electrical tape to prevent the connection. So nice. I, I fixed it by disabling the other Blend light. The whole thing. And I felt yeah. so. So cool, like hey, hey, I fixed this thing. I don't need daytime for what? For what? It's daytime. Just Come turn on. your headlights on. You'll get the same effect. So, so there's this. There's cool. a scientific study that was done, uh, probably by NHTSA. I don't know, and and basically the results were that if you had your headlights on or had DRLs, daylight running lamps, yeah. that you were more visible because the light would catch someone's eye in their mirror, or if you were turning, and therefore they wouldn't hit you. I guess. I mean. And even if everyone has them, the effect doesn't diminish because you don't get used to, oh, look, there's a lamp. Yeah, sure. So I drive with my headlights on all the time anyway. Interesting. I mean, I, I believe the research. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I, I don't it's, believe it's it. It's science. You can't yeah, contradict I mean, look, science. They did, the, they did the math, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's science. Anyhow. Hooray. In this house, we believe in science. Amen. I think, I think that's what they say. Wait, I do uh, a religious statement. What? So what else happened this week? Uh, I guess I guess there were a couple of releases that we wanted to highlight this week. And maybe maybe if you want to start with the Seiko one. Cause yeah, that's what I we do. Were discussing first in the uh, chat room or whatever. So Seiko has released two chronographs. Now, that sounds like nothing special. However, they are mechanical chronographs and not mecha quartz kind of things. Because when yes. you think of Seiko chronograph, it's really easy to think of mecha quartz. Yes. These are not that. These are powered by a mechanical movement that has a rotor to wind and everything. Now, it's an ugly movement, and it's an ugly movement because none of the chronograph bits are visible underneath the rotor. All of the chronograph bits are piled underneath the dial side, so you will never actually see the chronograph bits, which yeah. is a shame because like, that's one of the things people like sure. to do is, I've got a mechanical watch. Let's see the mechanical movements. Yes. You can't do it. 
I mean, you'll, you'll see it, but it'll look like, you know, an NH35. There's a rotor. Yeah. There's a, there's a balance. Okay. <laughs> great. Nice. Yeah. But, but it's mechanical nonetheless, which is still pretty awesome. And they're making two versions of this thing. They're making a limited edition version with a white dial and the white dial is, is kind of cluttered, but it's, it's two registers. Uh, yes. it's, it's a, a running seconds and a quarter second accumulator and then a central seconds accumulator. No, a 30 minute accumulator and a central seconds, quarter second accumulator. And, uh, it's, it's well done. The dial looks very much like this pocket watch sized stopwatch that they made in 1964. So it's a clear homage to that. Uh, I don't know specific. Oh, yes, I see it in the post. Oh, yeah, see, that's I, definitely. I put it in the post specifically for this moment. I will, of course, link to the post. There you go, gentlemen. I apologize. I was Sir. I was late. I'm here oh, now. Wow. It's a run. We in. can be, begin our. Let's start over. It's a run in. Start over. <laughs> you want to uh, start over? <laughs> well, how, how long? It's it's well, only it's, been it's only it's been, been twelve minutes, minutes, right? We're discussing yeah. the Seiko, but let's pause the Seiko. John, what are you wearing? The people need to know. I got my GMT Tutor. What? I'm thinking about buying a new one, but G- T- Tudor GMT. I'm thinking hard about buying a new one, but I don't want. Wait, but I don't I, want I got, to. I, I don't understand. Don't. So you have one? No, I don't want to buy a new one of these. I want oh, to buy okay. a new watch. I was, I was concerned for and, it, like, <laughs> and my body, everything in my soul tells me not to do it. Why? Why is your soul speaking this right now? Just because it's so. It's such a silly. It's such a silly. Uh, such a silly. What you call it? Process. Are you uh, are you are you typing on your on your uh, on your old timey uh, Underwood? I'm there, being uh, I'm being uh, asked the, uh, questions at work. The the Smith Corona what, breaking out over there. What is so? I don't know what color switches I, I have? I have Sorry. to ask. What is what is John Biggs's process for buying a wristwatch? How does that work? It's a slow but steady process. I gotta find. I have to find one that I really like. So I haven't spotted one that I really like. I've got a. I got my eye on like a. Um, I might be into a Reverso. I'm kind of into those new Seikos. I'd be really into those new Seikos, but for 1600, it's a little bit much. But I basically, I, basically, I just get my brain wrapped around one sure. of these things, and then over like a good, I would say, a good month. It takes a month for it to really like. Okay, now it's time to really completely waste my money on this thing. Sure. And then, and then when I pull that trigger, I just, I just pick it up, and then it comes to the house, and I hide it uh, <laughs> from my family. And I and I put it in a little closet. I put it in my little closet up here, and then I wear it in the closet. And, wow! Uh, Why yeah. don't bigs come out of the closet? The the watch closet. Yeah. I don't know. Because I because it's it's such an embarrassing hobby. Because it's so it's it you don't you don't help anybody. Does your wife doing care it. one way or the other, or does she not even notice? She doesn't notice. She doesn't care. It's not like you're like um, not paying the mortgage. I, you know, it's it's you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not like the yeah. kids are going hungry yeah. because of this, which is fine. I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the impetus is that, 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 that causes us human beings to purchase these, these uh, X thousand dollar items for no good reason. I mean, you could have worse hobbies. I know, I know I could have worse hobbies. I could be, sure. in, I could be into uh, like any number of or things. I could be buying any yeah. number of things. I, the way I feel it is that there's a, yes, I, I'm not into cars. I'm not into, I was actually else? debating buying a car and, like? and my better judgment is prevailing so far. You're not doing uh, yeah. pilot's lessons, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, pilot's license or like a bunch of uh, a bunch like like jumping out of a plane or whatever, or like like get, getting base jumping, whatever. We should do that. Fancy Esquire stuff. Esquire magazine, you know, that like yeah. that lifestyle stuff. And I'm not in 
and I'm not in any position to like really be to like to like quit the uh, to to quit quit my marriage and like go off into uh, go off into like Las Vegas and live there and just be a like a guy who does blackjack for a living or something. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's. I, I had a similar when I when I was in high school. As I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I play video games and like watch you know nickelodeon it's like you you you've lucked out here we're not doing anything crazy we're not we're not getting into <laughs> car crashes or like getting arrested you know like you, you you struck gold here with a bunch of nerd sons and he's like actually yeah, exactly. right. bunch yeah. of dorks yeah. uh, i don't know anyway so yeah so i guess i guess of the i guess of all the things that could happen in my life this is the least the least uh, least offensive I'm not. I'm not cursing the. I'm not cursing anybody doing anything. Anyway, what is what is the Seiko you were looking at that you were thinking about? I was thinking about that Seiko Chrono that you guys really? were talking about. The Prospect Speed. Yeah, you're going to get one in white, or you're going to get the charcoal with black subdials. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> what should I? So, so which, which, the, the white dial is a very 1964 kind of thing. If if you're into, yeah, the, I like the white dial. Wait, I like I like the white that, dial. That early Beatles esque kind of early Japan. Uh, whole th- whole thing but i'm looking at this thing i don't okay so it's gonna be oh god 30 30 euro. euro really so much that they seems are. uh it's so much so i it seems really I opened yes, I my thing by saying seiko is making a giant mistake because they've they've eliminated popular models and raised their prices sky high and here they are raising their prices sky high uh, raising their prices sky high i'm really i just it's like when I looked at the uh, I looked at the uh, the uh, prospects the uh, I guess I was probably the Willard I looked at it in an airport in uh, in Japan yeah and I'm looking at it I'm like hey that's that's a cool Seiko I'll take a look at it how much is this six thousand dollars for it's this bizarre thing. why yes it's completely bizarre huh. why would they why would they why would they why would they destroy their goodwill? Because everybody loves the Seiko. But well, again, okay, obviously, why are they why are they destroying their goodwill? Because they well, can't. First of all, they're destroying their goodwill at a time when they are being faked or homaged by by people at much lower price points who are using real Seiko movements because Seiko sells the NH35 to anyone who asks. But because there's a shortage of NH35 going on right now, there are actually fake replica NH movements now. There are fake replica NH. Yes, you can. It used what to be that if you wanted world. to buy a Seiko movement, an NH35 movement, you could buy that thing for twenty five, thirty bucks. Yeah, the prices have gone up to to forty, forty five if you can get them due to supply. But the fake one, they replicated the thing. Is is like the twenty five dollar price point, thirty thirty dollar price point. So I'm so I'm in a so I'm in a. So you guys, you guys advise me, and I, don't, I forget if I bought this or not. I have to check. I went on Alibaba and I bought one of the. I think I bought it one of the with the Willard homages, right? Th- I think so. I forget. Did now. you get a Steel Dive uh, or a Heimdaller or a San Martin? San, I, San, maybe Martin, San Martin is the best one of those, I think. But it's so. I I have I, a Heimdaller. So this is this is an interesting <laughs> thing. You got a Heimdaller. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're similar, I think. This this is this is the this is the indecision episode. So so recently I've been purchasing on on uh, on Alibaba f- uh, copies of famous pedals like the Clone Centaur, for example, and like the King of Tone or whatever it's called. So you got the uh, the, the big muff pie uh, fuzz tone kind of thing going on. 
Oh no, I didn't. And I didn't get that yet. So the clone centaur is basically just is just it adds a, it adds a really nice high end. Uh, yeah. So these are guitar effects pedals for our listeners music. who didn't make the leap guitar from watches to. Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Guitar, exactly. Okay. So, but guitar. So guitar effects pedals have the same sort of has same sort of following as the watches. Yeah. And in very in very particular, the clone centaur has a huge following because the guy who made the clone centaur stopped making them uh in the 90s and you can't really get them they're like seven thousand dollars each so there's so the so the clone is basically it's just electronics so it's not like but, you're so we're so we're, I'm, I'm in this i'm in this but I'm i need to ex- i need to explain to, to people about guitar nerds for a second because so i, yeah. I a couple of years ago i went into the guitar shop and they were talking about an effects pedal and they said you know how you couldn't get it any longer and i was like but this doesn't seem hard because we can replicate that right it's just a schematic with circuitry this is all dumb stuff that we can do and they were like yes no because the guy stopped making it because you couldn't get this magic component anymore and because you couldn't get this magic component yeah, anymore like whatever the sound isn't the same and so even if you wanted to and i'm like this, this okay I'm, I'm very sorry. And I get when you're talking about analog circuitry and you can talk about different types of capacitors like like the germanium like you were talking yeah. about, um, you know, paper rolled, oil filled, whatever you want to say. But when you're talking about a digital effects pedal, ones and zeros are ones and zeros, my friends. I, it doesn't make well, any no, this sense was, this to me. This is an analog yeah. effects yeah, pedal. Yeah, no, that this, one was. But there was, a, there was a chorus pedal that they were talking about and how great this chorus pedal was and you just couldn't get it anymore. Uh-oh. And I'm like... I, I don't care if that magic silicon chip that the guy used is no longer made. It's still ones and zeros. We can do that. And just bonkers. Go on. So, so anyway, so yeah, some, some, so I was, I feel bad about buying those, those clones because I, cause I'm getting, I'm taking bread from the mouth yeah. of, of the guy who makes the clone centaur, I guess, presumably, presumably, maybe he doesn't even care. Uh, but I'm also taking bread from the mouth of, uh, Seiko in this case, if I get the fake Willard, for example. Well, except not because it's got a real Seiko movement. Your your fake Willard. But it's got San Marino on the face. See, yeah, it's and got also the the they're getting paid either way. Sounds like. But they're getting paid because that's a real Seiko movement. So they got their money. They got their money. <laughs> you don't have to feel all bad here. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I should ultimately because it's but it makes no sense. It makes no sense in my world to in in this world to like really like to think about this stuff for any length of time. There's other stuff to worry about. Nah, no. I'm thinking about going to the beach on Sunday. I'm thinking about going to the beach on Sunday in, uh, in Berlin. Ooh, so, uh, yeah. yeah, well, no, it's going to be 80 Is degrees. No so idea. why not? Yeah. Bingo, bango, where the whole, the whole world is going straight to hell. And we're sitting here talking about, uh, still Have talking fun about at watches. the beach in Brooklyn. John. <laughs> I mean, factories in China are sending people home because they have no power. So, yeah, but no I would power. say there was a Willard uh, that just came out within the summer because I, I was gonna go see it, but like the nearest place that is in like Danbury, Connecticut. That's it was only like a thousand dollars, but I was like, I don't need this thing. Uh, so you don't need to spend six, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't want to get the San San Martin or whatever uh, special San Martino, yeah. which I would say again, I have the Heimdaller one. It is uh, it it has treated me well. You know, it scratches that itch, and it cost me like two hundred bucks. So, and it's got the real Seiko movement, a Seiko movement. Well, look, this is, this, this guy is, uh, this guy's 420, but it looks like, oh no, it's beat to, it's beat to hell. Okay. That's, I'm looking yeah, that's on, not... on, on eBay. The Willard is, the Willard is, <clears throat> this thing's completely destroyed. Um, and it's a thousand bucks, like the brand new version. Okay. But again, 
I need a watch, and maybe you guys can advise me on this. Sure, I could buy the Tenderino. Um, maybe you guys could advise me advise me on this. So, yeah. ima- so imagine my 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 goal is to have a watch similar to the to the Rolex GMT or the Tudor GMT that is compact, that is attractive, that is made of acceptable steel and and uh, and nice metals, and is is comfortable on the wrist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do I, which which one am I buying? And I and I don't want a three hander. I want I want one or two complications. You, you need you want a GMT, and presumably you want it to have a date window because most GMTs should, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would I would tell you to look at Christopher Ward's offerings for one. I'm not a Christopher Ward guy. I don't think I am. No, that's fine. Um, I I am hard pressed to name who else is good because. None of them have have really lived up to what I want them to be. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Patrick Kansas got that Mickelson watch that's not terrible. Um, what else is out there that's worthy as a GMT? Not enough. I worry that my that my request is primarily driven by the brand. I like this. I don't know if it matches your uh, Laurier. That I have a Rolex on my wrist. I feel like a better. I feel like a better man. I feel like Jack Nicholson. You make me a better. You make me want to be a better man. Remember that one. Remember that old saying. I I worry that having a Rolex on my wrist is the primary is the primary driver of my happiness, which is very frightening. I'm very sad. The the Laurier or Laurier, if you will. Uh, for the for the champagne sniffing crowd, is uh, they're they're a husband wife duo based in Texas. They they make a GMT probably. I'm looking right at it. Yeah, but what are they using for the movement? Are they using some? I have no, I, I have no idea. I mean, your choices for a GMT movement are precious few if you're doing a mechanical wristwatch at a micro brand. You get the DG thirty eight oh four, which is a yeah. ripoff clone of the twenty eight ninety two twenty eight ninety three, um, and is cheap but terrible. You you can get a Salita, which is a a clone of the twenty eight ninety three, which is not terrible at all. It's Swiss, um, or you can get one of the ones powered by the twenty eight thirty six style GMTs, which is actually not a Swiss creation at all. It came from Hangzhou, where they swapped out the day wheel parts to make it into a a twenty four hour GMT part, and then some people adapted oh, those really? parts over to the Swiss twenty eight thirty six but it came from China first. And those are your options. That's that's what you get if you're doing a GMT, mm. unless you are Seiko and you've got the one that they made in-house for the Prisage GMTs, which is, sounds like, by all measures, a wonderful movement, but it's in the Prisage case with the Prisage dial and is too large and horrible. Uh, no, I can't do it. I can't. So I can't do it. Like I like I, I I pulled out my Invicta that I bought a while back because I figured, hey, I'll wear a little Invicta Submariner. Oh God, such garbage, such absolute yeah. garbage. Because the I mean I mean the first thing the, the first thing the GMT, GMT hand is like separate from the regular hand. Oh, it does. Okay, so the the problem with GMT movements is this. Now the Rolex GMT movement is a traveler movement where when you uh, uh, you adjust the twenty four hour hand with the minute hand. But the hour hand is independent, which is super convenient when you travel because you land somewhere and you go to set the watch and you can move the hour and keep the minutes where they were. 
perfect. The presage movement that Seiko made also does this. Yeah, the exactly Grand Seiko Quartz movement does this. Everything else, the Salida, the DG thirty eight hundred four, the uh, the the Eta twenty eight thirty six clones, all that stuff does it the Eta style, which is your hour and minute hand move normally like a three hander, and you have to adjust the. 24 hour hand by turning the clock, the, the, the crown, the other direction from the date setting. And they're all terrible to use because like, if you're traveling, who wants to, to do that? It's just bonkers. I hate it. Yeah. I, th- I think you brought that up in a, a few months it's, ago. It drives me nuts. Yeah. So there, it, there aren't, there's a shortage of good GMTs. Now there are some micro brands using the Salita. So you at least get a good movement, but it's just annoying. Maybe this maybe this is a good exercise for next. This is a good exercise for next week. Redline, mm-hmm. good exercise for next week. It, what what would what's our new what's our new definitive watch for the beginner? What's the new what's the new watch? It's I don't think it's the Orange Monster anymore. I don't think Seiko. I don't think Seiko hits there. No. What are the what are the pieces that we recommend the most for for the general general practitioner? Some somebody who's coming into the coming into the industry coming into the, into yeah. the world, and we want to steer them correctly. And and yeah, no, it's a good and this is an interesting yeah. question. Is it is it a fake? Is it a fake? Because why fake? the hell not? That's a spicy. Is it a, is spicy it a replica? Topic. Is it a is it a is it a Tandorio? Is it a steel dive? Is it a is it a Schwanz, well, those are Schwanz, homages. Schwanz we're not, we're not saying an actual right. So let's fake. let's, ah, let's I, yeah. gotta, I want to define terms right. Yeah, a, we should define a, a fake is wearing trademarks that it does not own. An homage looks a lot like the thing that it's paying tribute to, but does not wear someone else's trademark. That's how I'm defining it. Uh, I would agree with those definitions. You on board with that, John? Are those okay? Okay. So yeah. So so you're wearing a fake Rolex, but you're wearing you're wearing a you're wearing a ten Tandorio. Yeah, I mean, but but it says Tandorio on it, so. Well, that's clearly working that's fine. perfectly. Okay, perfect. So that's that's our that's our homework for next week. <laughs> Jeez. All right. That's What's fine. What happened? That's fine. Uh, no, 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 no. You, you broke up a little bit there, so what it's happened? hard to. I just wanted before we before we sign off. Yeah, my whole thing is breaking right, up. That's fine. Let's all let's all. Maybe you should go to the beach. Have a nice little weekend. It tw- tweet at us or no? Go in the in the comments underneath this podcast. You go in the comments. You tell you you make your recommendations, dear reader, listener slash Blarty Blar, or you tweet me at John Biggs, and I'll 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 f- we'll figure this out. I want I want the definitive new watch, and I believe I believe at this point in the game it's a replica, and it or not a replica or like a homage or whatever yeah. the hell you want to call it. I think I think that's where we are in All this right. world. Anyway, this has been the Hour Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And we shall see you next week. Bring your fakes. We are here to to address address your choices. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.